The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Paws with Charlie Kale, holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Paws on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Welcome to Mind Body Paws, holistic living for you and your animals. This is show number 70, Living in Preciousville with Joan Renquette. What it means to be in a state of grace with your animal, enjoying every last moment when you don't know how much longer you'll have. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate animal mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I get to help people and animals de-stress and release grief and pain to help them heal. I work with clients all over the world over Zoom or FaceTime because energy transcends space and time. Contact me at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. My guest was once again yanked out of her extremely busy schedule and plopped back into the green room of my studio so I could prick pick her brain some more, and share with everyone what I discover. Joan Ranquette is an animal communicator, TEDx speaker on the topic we're about to speak about, educator and Hay House and Sounds True author who has worked with hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of animals and their parents. You've seen her all over TV, Dateline NBC, Today Show, Good Morning America, Animal Planet, many, many, many more. And in 2009, she founded a university, CWALU, Communication with All Life University, for animal communicators and energy healers. She lives in Southern California on a ranchette with her horses and dogs and cats and donates her time toward animal rescue missions, sanctuaries, and many more charities. Welcome back, Joan Renquette. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. Once again, full disclosure, I am joyfully one of her students at CWALU. I'm in the mastery program, or we call it the big program. And my favorite days of the week are class time. Mm. (laughs) Joan, we love our animals so much. It is absolutely devastating when we lose them. And sometimes it's sudden Sometimes we know it's coming, so we have a little time to prepare. You are one of the experts in the field about learning how to process death and transition. You even have a TEDx talk about it, and you did a whole Facebook Live series on it. Where do we start? I have. Oh! Um. Oh, I love it. She's telling us where where to start. Is that Delilah? Yes, of course. (laughs) I love it, Delilah. All right, Delilah just told me where to start. There's a quote that you have said in class, in Facebook Lives, um, and I really, it resonates with me. 
the pain of your grief after you lose an animal is all the love you shared with that animal. It's the pain you gave and the pain you're receiving back. Yeah. So that is really, I had, um, I had grief explained to me by a, um, little wood nymph fellow that, uh, <laughs> I, I was living in Seattle and my sister had died. I just left New York city. My sister had died. And, um, we'd gone through a pretty hefty cancer and, uh, I, I didn't really know how to grieve, right? Like that was grief school for me. And I, I certainly learned a lot, but, uh, what ended up happening was, um, I went to this little coffee shop. It was so Seattle, got my tarot cards read and this little, by this little wood do, I mean, he really looked like he was, should have been a lumberjack and not a tarot card reader. But anyway, um, so he really eloquently said to me, the reason grief hurts is because you gave so much to that relationship. And even, I mean, no matter how little or large it is, right? Even if you just, it, you know, like in the, even if you didn't get along with a sister or you didn't really know that dog that well, but you, you know, even if it was your friend's dog, it hurts because you've put energy into it and they've put energy into the relationship with you. And so the, the pain is actually all of that energy basically being extracted from each other, right? Like as this being, our dogs, cats, horses, guinea pigs, sheep, go onto the rainbow bridge, they're physically leaving, takes energy from us and we get back all the energy that we put into them. And that's what fills our heart. Does that make mm. sense? Perfect sense. It's hard. It still hurts immensely, but with a sweeter way of looking at it, a softer, sweeter feel to it, as painful yeah. as it is. Where it really, it, it, it does fill your heart eventually. And I mean, that's not, there's no timer on that. And there's no, no, no handbook for that. But it no, does fill that. your heart and it does, it will make you smile again, you know? It does. It absolutely 100% does. So an another term you use that I really love, Preciousville. Mm. Preciousville is um, so important because... We, you know, we forget when we're just going about our day, when everybody's healthy, that every moment is precious. And so when we suddenly find out somebody's dying, then we recognize that every moment is precious. And we go into a state of being that I call Preciousville, where it's like, you know, you're taking the time, you're... Um, all those things like that bark that normally would annoy you, you you'd be like, oh my God, she's barking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right. Is that reminded me of when my German shepherd, Sasha, would bark in the middle of a podcast. Um, and yeah. it, 
it often punctuated something someone had just said that was important. And sometimes it didn't. <laughs> yeah. And you're snapping your fingers off to the side going. <laughs> right. <laughs> Covering up the microphone. Okay. Shh, shh. Yeah. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. So, but if it happened during Preciousville, you'd be like, oh my God, what does this mean? So, um, it's really just a reminder that everything, every moment is precious filled. When you've lost enough animals, you really go into, or, or enough people, you really go into um, a state of, uh, I really want to be present and recognize every little beautiful, wonderful moment. Every, and I want to take in that annoying bark. I want to, um, I remember when my sister was dying, this was really significant. I, we got in a fight and I was like, oh my God, how could I get in a fight with my dying sister? And the, I, I was working with a therapist at the time. She said, but Joan, that brings it back to normal, mm. right? And that's what she needs to feel right now. And so I think, you know, it's it's like Precious Bill is a heightened normal. So you still have those moments of like, oh, my God, you really did just claw the couch again, kitty. Um, <laughs> or whatever it is, right, that, that they do that is annoying. Like, you, we have to take that in. We can't do a spiritual bypass and be like, oh, but they're dying. It's It's really just taking every moment in. And, and really feeling it, really being with it, and really allowing it, and then really having those moments of just being so present. That's important what you just said, allowing it. So if it's annoying and irritating, allowing that. Yeah. You can't, I mean, you the people that are pretending everything's okay, I mean, they're going to have a problem later on. It's harder I, to process. I, I just don't, yeah, you have to process all of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when my fiance died, I didn't have time for Preciousville because it was unexpected and sudden, as with my German Shepherd, completely unexpected and sudden. But my uh, other animals where I felt like there was a little lead time or I had a clue that things were headed that way, um, I definitely lived in Preciousville with them and, you know, it, it, took extra time feel the fur look at the gradient colors and how they naturally follow a pattern and just appreciate the beauty of it get lost in their eyes and i did that anyway before but i did it being more present to where i was taking pictures in my mind as well as on my phone but in my mind so i could feel it and bring it back up again later which i do and with my little dog, Brooklyn, um, when I saw him fading, I created a bucket list <laughs> like you also have suggested. And he went to every bar and pub in the, the 
whole sunset district of San Francisco. And he went to the ocean more often and the dog park more often and the bay more often. And if, if I got invited over to dinner or Sunday brunch to someone's house, I only went if he was invited too. And it, we had the best six months that um, we were only expecting another month. But we had the best six months where he was my companion. He was my date everywhere. And I know that I gave him a really incredible um, uh, period of life. And I feel I can feel good about that. Yeah. And that wasn't I've known you uh, since you've had a fiance and Sasha. So I watched and all the cats, all (laughs) All four cats. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And uh you know, when you look at something like, uh, well, like I said, like Preciousville becomes like a hyper extenuated normal. And that that makes them feel special, too. And when you're feeling loved, um, that's an important and part of the whole thing. You know, you can't help but to feel experience, you know, better health. And so little aches and pains and go away and blood work gets better. And it doesn't mean they're going to live but it forever, but it, it certainly can extend life too. I believe that. I feel like it also helps you process your grief better after because you have less guilt, which... You know you did everything. Yeah, you at least you tried and you were really present and tried to make that happen. And I also believe that after after, when you reconnect with them, and because they're still present in our lives is just not the same form. Oh, not as satisfying. But um, when you do connect with their energy after I feel like it's easier for them to come through because you had that sensory memory that you really focused on and, and, and you were present with. Yeah. I mean, I think it still depends on the level of grief, you know, for when that comes through, but yeah, I remember my, when my mom died, it took almost a year to the day for her to come through. Whereas with my dad, who I really, I was with both of them when they died, but I don't know. It was very strange with my mom and I, I was in Preciousville with both of them. But my dad, I mean, he just started like he was out of his body four seconds and he was talking to me right away. So, you know, I think it also depends on the being. But I do agree that when you've created Preciousville repeatedly, you know, for the people and animals around you, it does have a a very um, almost immediate, not immediate like it happens right away, but immediacy to it in the frequency of. Right. Connection. Right. Well, I honestly, speaking of, you know, reconnecting now, um, I honestly was blown away how quickly, uh, how actually come to think of it, all my animals. Oh, and my human. Now that I look back, every one of them really got their messages to me pretty darn quickly after they transitioned. And I was blown away by the 
and I believe it's because they had others go before them that were there waiting for them to help them cross the Rainbow Bridge, both human and animal. Um, and maybe they made it more comfortable for them and easier for them, but they got back to me quickly. Also, I told them before they left um, whether, and those who left suddenly knew me as a person and knew that that was my belief system, that I was ready to receive. Although the grief might block it a little bit, a lot, <laughs> um, but I, but I wanted to receive and I would try to calm and, and ground myself as much as I could to receive. But I, honestly, they all came through quickly with different messages. Yeah. And still I'm, do. And still do. Yeah. I had um, messages from my mom, but I mean conversation. And I all w took a long time. But I will say this through COVID, I feel like I had dinner with my dead parents every night. Aww. We had a blast. Aww. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I asked my deceased fiance for help cleaning the house and, and getting rid of all of his junk. Of course, I have junk too, but <laughs> getting rid of all of his junk that he left me. I'm like, hello, you dumped it here. Now send me someone to help get rid of it. <laughs> sometimes he answers, sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, hey, we have lots of conversations. He's still him, huh? <laughs> he's still him. Yeah. But a more and in a more enlightened way, which is good. You know, that's the thing, too. Over time, you sort of see their wisdom in their other dimension take hold. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just coming from a place of love, always. Always, yeah. So how do you have some ways that you would suggest for people to connect with their animals or their loved ones? Um, because I know I have friends who believe in it, but they say, well, I never get anything. I never get any messages. How do you do it? And what you mean would before you suggest? or after they're going? Like, after they're gone. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have a million ways. Um, I actually <laughs> have a little. Good. Um, that means you're going to be on this podcast forever with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a little class actually called how to be at peace after your beloved passes. And it's a little uh, digital cl class that goes through all these things. And one of them is like writing love letters and, and just making, you know, just making peace with any of the guilt you have. Um, really just getting to that place of, um, where the grief isn't overtaking you because I, I never like when people call me right after an animal has died and they wanted a reading, I would never do it right away unless I thought they were on a pretty heavy spiritual path because they're, they're grieving so deeply that they, they're not going to hear a word I said, and they're going to want a session again in a month. And I'm like, look, I'm saving you heartache. I'm saving you money. Just call me. And like, I used to have like a three or four week wait on that um, unless it was somebody that like I said I knew had done a lot of work and really could take in you know the experience but and that you know and the work I mean is is really just uh, being open being available knowing how to ground yourself being able to quiet your mind being able to 
listen for something different coming into your mind, meaning there's a certain frequency, say, your thoughts have, and there's a certain feeling or quality to the, the information that would come through from another. But uh, on the one hand, on the other hand, it, it feels very the same as connecting with somebody here doing te telepathic communication with somebody that's alive. So it's, it, then it becomes a matter of trusting yourself um, with the information that you just received. So it's a good idea to practice telepathy with beings that are on the planet so that you know you're doing it. You've got a telepathic muscle, then you can really trust it when you start to feel like you're getting connected connection from the other side. Well, that makes so much sense because you can get a little bit clearer verification when they're still alive. And then you can trust yourself when they're on the other side. Yeah. Um, because we're all energy. It's just in different forms. So that's why the telepathy works. Because we're connecting with their energy, whether they're in the human form, animal form, or, or physical form, or if they're in an energetic form in another place. The form that was known as that being in time and space. And that is an interesting thing because there's, it's, if they've, you know, people that want to talk to their childhood dog, that dog may have reincarnated into being their nephew by now, right? Or something. But the point is that, that that memory of that being still lives on through the Akashic Records or whatever. So connecting with that being that was known as this, you know, dog, cat, horse, pig, sheep, guinea pig, no, I had four mm. when I was a child. Yeah, I had them all. Rabbits, ferrets, which are illegal here in California, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway. Are they? Yes, ferrets. Yes. Because, because um, the... Uh, uh, the the lawmakers are under the misconception that they are wild animals, but um, the domesticated ferrets are actually born in captivity and are domestic pets. They're in, so you let a domesticated ferret out in the wild and they don't know how to survive. But no, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's another story. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they are illegal, and I don't have any. But oh, oh, oh what? Precious, joyful little animals, you, like like the joy of an otter. But <laughs> there's something. Yeah, they are so cute. And they are adorable, and they are little stinkers. They can get into all kinds of mischief. So you, you really have to make sure you've battened down the hatches and closed up any holes and covered up any wires. And th there's a lot of preparation, but they yeah. are worth it. So they're like goats. <laughs> oh. well, um yeah <laughs> as far as just eating through as, anything and finding their way out and then yes now right I'm right right this over here and yeah they're just they're impossible they, they are but they're so joyful you love them for it oh yeah no i love them 
I've had three over my life and I still, yeah, there's still a part of me that grieves for them. But, and I often wonder, you know, who is reincarnated into whom, because I know that just their little personalities, I know they came back. Just don't, I just haven't figured out who yet. Hmm. Do you have any tips on that for people? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, there's, I think that, yeah, I, this is a big topic. And one of the reasons that it's a big topic is if, um, I feel like that we have this collective soul family and that we continually reconnect with each other. Um, and then, uh, you know, what, what I've seen a lot is someone will, will say to me, um, oh, this dog is a reincarnation of my soul dog, you know, Macy. And I'll be like, great. And four months later, they're calling me saying, this new dog, Stella, who is my soul dog, Macy, is biting. And Macy was the most peaceful creature <laughs> on the planet. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, okay, if, you know, that soul has the right to evolve and get, has its own contract with its own lessons of what that soul needs to evolve. And you cannot hold that soul back by expecting the persona to be the same, even if that soul has come back to you. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so well said. Yeah, well, I've seen it quite uh, quite enough. I don't know if I was so eloquent with. <laughs> no, you ex- you that I, explained but... that so well that it does make perfect sense because if we come back, I mean, when we come back, because yeah, I'm not so evolved that I don't get to stay on the other side forever. When we come back, we are more evolved. So our everything is going to be just a little bit different, even though some of our characteristics may be the same. Some of our soul characteristics. Yeah. I, no, I, mean, I have a cat so here sense. that's a reincarnation of another cat. And the moments that come through where it's a signature soul moment, just tickle my heart. And then the rest of the time, I love to see how she expresses in this new body. Yeah, with a, with a different, a slightly different personality. There are some characteristics that are going to be the same, but it's going to still be a different personality. Yeah, I have um, already picked out my my future family. So J, K, and L pod um, of orcas up in the Pacific Northwest. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm coming back there. Oh, okay. That lucky. Yeah. <laughs> lucky. I picked out my family. <laughs> nice. Can it be a great big huge pod? Um, the JK and L pod come together as a megapod, but they are individuals throughout. They come together every August. Ah. Yeah, it's a huge pod. I mean, you know, they're on the extinction list, so it's it's 73 right now. Oh, but, my gosh. Um, no, I did we, not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm talking with Joan Renquit, animal communicator, energy healer, author, TEDx speaker of this topic, and university founder. You can find out more at joanranquet.com. That's J O A N R A N Q U E T 
www.thepowerofpositivity.com. We're down to that last minute. What one last thing would you like to impress upon everyone about the state of grace or Preciousville? Well, the state of grace is a whole giant topic. Okay, then let, I'll tell you what, I'm going to hold you hostage again. Okay, I'm on. <laughs> okay. I'm so, all in. Well, State of Grace is coming up um, for part two then. And t- uh, one last thing about Preciousville. Oh, you know what? I think there just becomes a certain point where Preciousville doesn't have to be at the end of their life. And creating a bucket list doesn't have to be at the end of their life. That when we start with them and realize who they are in the beginning, we can have Preciousville every day and certainly be creating their bucket list from day one. I love it. Thank you, Joan Ranquette, founder of CWALU Communication with All Life University. If you'd like to know more about what Joan does and want to learn to communicate with animals, download her free four-part video series, How to Improve Your Confidence While Connecting with Animals. You'll learn about connection, communion, nature and wildlife, and energy healing for animals at joanranquette.com. Thanks for hanging out with me here on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. If you need some de-stressing and want to boost your immune system in the process, email or call me about Distant Healing Reiki on Zoom, FaceTime, or over the phone for you or your animals anywhere in the world at charliekale.com. Special thanks to Brent Carey, founder and CEO of Empower Radio, and Tony Vicini in the studio in Detroit. Take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it and they chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.